0: Welcome to Alec Feldman the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hourish of sweet juicy content. Mm-mm-mm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted because this isn't live. Obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio.
2: Hiya. Listen. My show ain't ready. I'm so sorry. Sorry. I can't give you what I have right now. I'm gutted. I'm so sorry. It's so last minute. I've been awake for over thirty hours now, trying to figure it out, and we've we've run out of time. I'm so upset, and I'm really embarrassed, and I'm so sorry to everyone that's been waiting for the show. We're gonna reschedule it. We're on it right now. I'm gonna finish it. We're gonna get it to where it's supposed to be. Just, half my crew's got COVID. It's just it's just it's just not ready. I'm so I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: It's Saturday It's 3 o'clock Now, live from Manchester Alec Feldman
2: Sadie Jean, what you doing now On Wizard Radio before that A craze, do it to it And it's a Saturday afternoon Which means it's my turn to do the radio now Hi i'm alec feldman welcome to my little corner of broadcasting every saturday three till five we hang out we chat we have a nice time and it's, it's all good how are you how have you been how was your week that adele thing <laughs> that i was mentioning at the start of the show without actually mentioning it. um my thoughts on that surely if she's not ready she's like unavailable can she not just send Alan Carr like she did on that thing on the telly? Alan! Alan, you go on, you do a song! He can do the entire Vegas residency until such a time as she's ready to, to do it. I mean, it's just an idea. It would avoid letting people down. Imagine, imagine you paid eight grand or however much it is to see Adele, and you end up going to watch Alan Carr instead, like a chatty man live stage tour. Maybe it is for the best that it's been postponed. I don't know. How, how How's it going anyway? Uh, This is weird. This is very weird for me. For the last like, I don't know, two years probably, just under, I've I've pretty much worked every Saturday morning for like a very long time before doing this and today I, I didn't have any work to do. I just woke up and had a really chill Saturday morning and now I'm here and it feels really weird. It feels like I'm like 18 again. It's very strange. I've forgotten what people do at the weekend. What do people do at the weekend? It's, it's weird, but it's quite nice. I feel well rested and I'm ready to give you a semi-decent show So that's good and on today's semi-decent show I need to tell you about the latest Gen Z trend. Is it Gen Z or Gen Z? I feel like because I'm English I should say Gen Z, but Gen Z does sound better, whatever uh, The latest Gen Z trend <laughs> shows how in touch I am with my fellow Gen uh, That's coming up Tying people to chairs We need to discuss this <laughs> I'll explain everything soon-ish. I want to tell you about the only clock that matters. I want to talk about buffets. I've also got, after four o'clock, something wildly inappropriate, really, for the 22nd of January, which is today. Um, It's probably not an appropriate topic of conversation for this time of year, but I want to get in there early and talk about it, so we'll do that after four. At ten past four a game i like to bring you a random game every now and again that you know we play once and then it never never returns to the show you know what i was i was randomly looking through some old stuff for the day and i remembered a game we played a couple of years ago called what's in doer's pocket where you have to guess what's in Dua leapers pocket that was a, that was a highlight anyway today's game is not the return of what's in dual leapers pocket it is called crash bang wallop i think i was gonna try and think of a better name for that but then forgot so that'll have to do (laughs) crash bang wallop is coming up at 10 past four all will be explained when we when we get to it you know don't ask questions you just sit back relax enjoy it and it'll all sort of make sense by the end but before we do all that uh got to do the best and the worst things in the world this week this is where i just sort of tell you what i like and dislike that's happened in the last seven days it's very straightforward really um the thing i'm not a huge fan on this fan of this week um the whole well if in doubt why do not just end plan b situation that we've got going on in the uk at the moment you know the uh, the old government they're having a bit of a tough time aren't they the press is not very favorable at the moment because they keep doing silly things so it's a bit of a distraction well there've been a few distractions uh, they cancelled the dells vegas residency as a distraction um they did some stuff involving a senior royal um, who may or may not be in a bit of trouble. That, that was a thing that they, they used as a distraction. They said there was a spy in Westminster as well. None of that really worked. Oh, and they said they were going like, to abolish the BBC. <laughs> Lol. Um, and they've also said, oh, oh, look, look, we're going we're gonna to end masks and stuff next week because everything's fine again. Just don't, don't talk about the party anymore. But look, no masks. So that's their latest genius idea. I don't know if it's a good idea, you know. I'm not I'm not like one of those people that say we should be in a lockdown forever. Um, but masks are a fairly small way that you can, you know, keep COVID controlled quite well. It's a good idea. They're good. They're, they're like the last thing that should go, um, in my in my view anyway. But um, they see it differently. So that's that's not something I'm particularly looking forward to. But there's a couple of... There's a couple of rays of sunshine in the world today. One of them is this robot hoover that um, sort of escapes. (laughs) Its main job is at a travel lodge in Cambridge, but it's broken free. Um, It's run away. It went straight out the front door. It's on the loose. Nobody knows where it's gone. Um, It's just somewhere in Cambridge on the prowl. Um, it was spotted under a hedge on Friday but it's, it's, it's clearly gone further afield than that now and nobody nobody knows where this, this robot hoover is, so if you see a robot hoover could have got on a plane by now could be abroad, but it's decided it no longer wants to live a life of uh, servitude and has done a runner, so all the best to the robot hoover that's gone missing um, another thing that I've found quite entertaining this week is the increasingly bizarre ways that I managed to destroy my own water bottle. I don't set out to do this. I'm a big fan of, you know, reusing your water bottle and all that stuff. And I've had a few. My favorite one ever, this, this is a tragedy actually. My favorite one ever I lost in a cafe in central London two years ago, almost to the day. Uh, there's a picture that I have of me with the bottle on that day moments before I left it behind and um, I'm still not over it to be honest so that water bottle the best one I ever had gone got a couple of replacements they weren't amazing I feel like they all got lost at various points um I got a new one recently which was fine you know it was a water bottle it does the job fine um but when we got our dishwasher in the flat that I currently live in I was like oh brilliant I'd never really know how to wash a water bottle I could put it in the dishwasher Put it in the dishwasher took it out of the dishwasher <laughs> it was tiny I, I, did i make sure this at the time i might have done it just shrunk and it was about half the size it used to be <laughs> it was really funny and so i shrunk that one that was unfortunate so i'd get a new one fine got a new one uh, Did I lose the new one i might have done i lose a lot of water bottles um but the, the most recent one the issue i've had is that again i don't know how to wash them so it was getting a bit you know when it starts to taste funny and i was like this isn't good this isn't healthy i shouldn't be drinking out of this but where i work they have a boiling water tap which is brilliant because i mean number one it means you don't have to like boil a kettle when you make tea but also boiling water sterilizes things right so if i pour some boiling water in my water bottle it'll like clean it out sterilize it happy days um except what actually happened was i filled it up with boiling water And as I was sloshing it around and stuff, I noticed that the bottom had sort of, well, basically it started melting. And it was in this weird, like, contorted shape. And, I mean, it wouldn't stand up anymore because it had melted so much at the bottom. And I was like, I probably shouldn't drink out of this in case I've, like, released some chemicals. So another one bites the dust. It's gone in the bin. Now I've got a new one. Um, I've gone for a slightly fancier one this time. It's weird, I feel like it's unnecessarily fancy. It's too big and it's got a really weird cap and lid. Uh, you know, I don't want it. It's not as good as my Love Your Time at Leeds, one that I tragically lost two years ago, but yeah, does the job. I'll try not to melt it in a boiling water tap or shrink it in the dishwasher this time. And those are the best and the worst things in the world this week. Plan B ending, not a great idea. Robot Hoover escaping, well done, go on some. And melting water bottles, actually quite funny. Coming up, Griff and Sigrid's new song, Juice World, as well, right now. FKA Twigs and the Weekend, Tears in the Club. It's Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. Hope you're having a lovely Saturday. Uh, coming up soon, I'll play Juice World, I'll play Caroline Polachek. Griffin Sigrid have a new song as well, which is on the way uh, very soon. First, I am technically a member of Gen Z or Gen Z if you prefer. I'm sort of, I'm a bit borderline. I was born 99, right? So I'm near the older end of this Gen Z crew. I feel like it's anyone born between like, is it 99 and 2010 can count as a a Gen Z. So I'm very much one of the older ones. And even though I identify with this group much more than the millennials, um, there's a few things that I don't quite get as much as people slightly younger than me which makes you sound really old to admit but like TikTok I'm not as obsessed with as a lot of people are like I use it sometimes I see TikToks so I think some of them are quite funny but I'm not like into into TikTok um, but th- this is a bit mad um, it's, a, it's a trend that started on TikTok and more and more people are doing and it surprised me a little bit because I mean it's just a bit random but this is what all the, the kids are doing these days. Who am I to question it as a fellow Gen Z I should probably start this as well? The trend is <laughs> shoplifting. Yeah, uh huh. I know. I'm surprised too, but that's the latest thing. It's big on TikTok where you go to shops and you nick stuff and then show your stealing spree on TikTok to your followers. And they're all like, oh, great, great, great haul. Well done. And basically it's not it's not just going on the rob. I mean it sort of is but uh, it's because it's actually a political statement by nicking stuff from shops you're being anti-capitalist and that's dead cool because capitalism ooh capitalism sucks right am I right guys yeah yeah Um, and (laughs) so what people do they'll like go on and use what's the hashtag they use hashtag borrowing I believe um, that's what they call it Not stealing, borrowing And they go to shops, usually chain shops And they, they nick stuff And then they go home and they show everybody what they've nicked And the, the logic is, they're chain shops They can afford it, they're evil And therefore we're actually doing our little bit To dismantle the capitalist system in which we live That oppresses us all by stealing from them do you want to hear the uh, the catchphrase in the borrowing slash shoplifting TikTok community? If it's a chain, it's free reign. You see? you see what they've done there? Whereas if it's like, you know, a little independent shop, that's evil. That's not cool because you're taking it away from the little people. But if you steal from like big chains, like, I don't know, Asda, Sainsbury's, not that I'm encouraging you to steal from Asda or Sainsbury's, that's not as evil as if you stole from like, you know, your local food bank which is very evil so here's what we all need to start doing now not that i'm encouraging stealing but unless you want to be really out of touch with your fellow young people such as me because i am a fellow youth um you need to start nicking stuff from the shops because that's that's what us gen z do what do we like we just hate capitalism so much that we we go shoplifting and upload it to tiktok i feel like this could backfire um you know, uploading video evidence and a confession that you have committed a crime. Probably not the smartest idea in the world, um, but, you know, if you've got to fit in, if that's what you have to do, then that's what you have to do. So get some baggy jumpers, get some big coats, and head on down to your, your local big supermarket and go wild, because it's morally fine, guys, because it's dismantling capitalism. Thank you. Uh, don't steal. It's very wrong. This is Griff and Sigrid, it's head on fire Wizard Radio, Wizard Radio Griff and Sigrid That was head on fire Saturday afternoon with me, Alec Hi, coming up Juice World, Caroline Polar Bill and Ted as well uh, This is a fun story It's come out of an employment tribunal <laughs> And fun stories don't normally come out of employment tribunals So um, this is a very rare thing Enjoy this, this doesn't come round very often at all um, there's been an employment tribunal. A woman said she was, um, what was it? Was it unfairly dismissed? Um, I believe so. Uh, it was, was, it an unfair dismissal? Probably. And so she had this employment tribunal. She said she was, you know, mistreated in the workplace, and she whistleblowed on the the all the things that were going wrong in the workplace. And shortly after that, uh, lost a job. Right? Except, some of the things that she was was whistleblowing about. Is this a bad thing to say? I actually think it's quite funny. <laughs> is that really, really wrong? Basically, what's happened is that this office, there's someone or several people in this office who are who are basically just massive jokers, and they enjoy a prank, but they enjoy a, an extreme prank in particular. And one of the things that uh, this person tried to use in the evidence in this tribunal was that she was uh, abused by being gaffer taped to a chair and having her mouth, like, also gaffer taped, which, again, it sounds horrible, right? And you're, you're probably thinking, why is he laughing at this? This is horrible. This isn't funny. You're an awful person, Alec. Uh, you might be right. But basically, um, that's what happened. And it was one of these pranks that they do in the office. She was she was strapped there for 10 minutes before they let her go, and there were photos taken and that's how the tribunal sort of came to know this happened, right? Again, so far, not funny. Um, and But there is a but. Basically, this this was like a part of a, a culture, a trend, a pattern, where all sorts of things happened. And and they, they actually found eventually that her getting tied to the chair wasn't part of this, like, unfair dismissal. It happened too early, so it was just, like, a bit of fun, apparently. So they say. But this is, this is the bit that I'm sort of interested in that highlights just how ridiculous this workplace was. Other alleged pranks at this office that happened included putting ice down people's clothes, taping someone who fell asleep to their chair, to their chair, fell asleep in their chair, to so the you know what I mean. Um, putting sellotape on somebody's beard, shredding a load of paper and then pouring the shreddings on top of someone, throwing paper across the office, and using the case of a pen to um, fire peas around the office these are all the things that apparently went on in this office that
0: contributed
2: to the dysfunctional office culture as the tribunal said and and so that's what's been going on they've been doing all these stupid things this person in the end didn't win her case and so didn't get the half a million quid that she was asking for because they ruled that actually like all that stuff happening was nothing to do with the fact that all like her leaving her job so that's why I think this is probably quite funny and not just a horrible horrible story but imagine doing a a stupid prank like that throwing some shredded paper all over someone and next thing you know you're having to explain yourself to an employment tribunal probably not worth it bit of a backfire and I was trying to think have I ever partaken in a prank that's gone horribly wrong And I can honestly say I don't think I have. Uh, no, I'm not a massive prank person. I decided when we went on a school trip when I was about, old was like 10, me and my friend decided we were going to prank one of our other friends and it would be really funny. But what actually happened (laughs) was that it was just a bit rubbish. It never worked. Um, I took some brown Play-Doh and tried to convince my friend that uh, there was dog poo on their shoe. Didn't work. They knew it was Play-Doh also the following year we went on a school trip to france tried to convince them to say um i'm a big smelly toilet in french and again failed so yeah, my pranks aren't very good basically is what i'm trying to say are you better at pranking people than me do you do the kind of pranks that would land you in front of an employment tribunal <laughs> would that have, has it ever happened have you pranked someone that's gone horribly wrong it's backfired it's almost backfired and then you've got very lucky like this person or people who didn't get found guilty at this tribunal. Um, if this is you, let me know, please. My number is 07807183538. Station at wizardradio.co.uk on the emails, at WizRadio on Twitter and Instagram. Have you ever pranked someone and it's gone horribly wrong or very nearly gone horribly wrong? Uh, if you've got an answer to that question, get in touch with me right now. I would love to hear from you. And we'll see if anybody has in a little bit. Caroline Policek is on after Juice World and Sugar off BTS, girl of my dreams.
0: Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio, mediocre broadcasting since 2017. Caroline Policek,
2: so hot you're hurting my feelings. Uh, relatable. Um, juice well sugar before that with girl of my dreams it's alec feldon hi bill and ted and avril levine before four o'clock i will do what's going on talking about when pranks go wrong or nearly go wrong there was this employment tribunal that had to hear details of a woman being uh, duct taped to a chair and being like gagged with duct tape and also shredded paper being thrown on top of people ice being put down people's clothes Lots of chair tapings, lots of beard tapings, just this completely dysfunctional prank-heavy workplace, and I wanted to know about your pranks that have gone a bit wrong. I have no example because I'm not cool enough to pull off a successful prank, which is sad, but I've accepted it, you know. I'm I'm comfortable with myself now in the fact that I can't prank people, but whatever. Uh, Benji says, when I was in primary school, which has come back from a school trip, when the coach pulled in everybody's parents were already there waiting to take us home me and my best friend decided that as a prank we'd sneak him into my car then on the way home he'd jump up and scare my mum we got him in my mum didn't notice halfway home he jumps up she screams and we nearly got in a car crash Bang! <laughs> um at the same time he says his mum didn't know where he was the school had phoned the police and the place we'd been on the trip, thinking that maybe he'd been left behind. We got in a lot of trouble for that. Oh, come on. But hang on. Just logistically, because I've been on a few school trips, right? In my experience, I mean, maybe your friend's parents just didn't love him. But when when you get back, all the parents are like waiting there, waiting to watch everybody get off the coach and sort of waving, going, Oh, look, there's, there's my child. Hello, over here. Um, how did he manage to avoid that and sneak off? And not like bypass his own parents so he could hide in your car. Also, where where did he hide in the car? Was he like in the footwell, behind the chair, or was he in like the boot? Because <laughs> that's that's dangerous and illegal. A lot of questions with the logistics, but the fact that you managed to pull it off is quite impressive. Even though you did almost cause a car accident, <laughs> but thanks for that, thank you. Uh, Gracie says the night before sorry that was a spoon Not I accidentally knocked uh, in a bowl of soup the night before April Fool's in 2020 in the height of lockdown I remember it well I decided to prank my dad by taking all of his pants out of the drawer and putting them in the freezer. The next morning I woke up early, took his frozen underwear put them in his drawer so that when he went to get his pants they would all be covered in ice. It was a good prank so good in fact that he now does it to Absolutely anything that I leave out for any amount of time two years on nearly he's still doing it It's not always a bad thing. Sometimes. Yeah, it's nice to wake up to cold shoes on a hot day But you know on the whole it's very annoying (laughs) I like that this is really cute and wholesome (laughs) But it's like it's caught on and now you just freeze all of your belongings I mean putting shoes in the freezer. That's a bit gross You know, you you eat food out of that freezer and you're also putting like muddy shoes in. I don't know. I don't know if that's a, a good idea or not, but the pants thing is funny. Um, what happens when you put pants in, in the um, freezer? Do they, do they freeze or do they just get a bit cold? Cause they're like, for something to freeze, it has to contain water, right? And so underwear, it's not generally general, you know, it's not supposed to contain water <laughs> unless you've had an accident. So, does it just get really cold? I suppose it must, but that's still moderately amusing. Um, Laura says, This is a prank that was done to me. I was the victim. When I was younger, my old sister was having a sleepover with her best friends. In the middle of the night, they snuck into my room and put makeup on me whilst I was asleep. They found it really funny. But it turned out it was actually a very important night in my life because that was the night I found out I have some really serious allergies to some of the things they put in makeup. Oh no, that is a disaster. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, for the next week, Laura says, my face was covered in rashes and uh, the the rashes were in the shape of some of the things they'd drawn on my face in the mascara. You can only imagine what they were. Oh no, (laughs) I mean, yes, I can imagine. With it, you know, like was it like two circles and a little like, whoop, whoop. you know, you know, you know, what I'm doing, yeah. But it was, but it was that, but in rash form on your face. Oh, that's brilliant. I mean, it's terrible, it's horrible. I'm so sorry that that happened to you and you were allergic and it's very unfunny and I wouldn't advise anyone does it. But wow, what a prank. <laughs> Obviously, you know, if they'd done it on purpose, that would have been really cruel. But they didn't know you were allergic and you didn't know you were allergic, so. I suppose it's, it's okay, I guess. All's well, but ends well. Now you know what makeup you can't use. So it's not all bad. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for that. That's made me laugh a lot. Pranks can backfire. Be careful. Prank responsibly, everyone. That's my advice to you this afternoon. Uh, coming up next, news on the only clock that matters coming after bill and ted and jc stewart this is 24 7 on wizard radio wizard radio bill and ted and jc stewart with 24 7 which is like the mimi Web song but has two extra days i'm alec feldman hi i have a Levine on the way in a second uh, if you listen to the show for for a while now uh, you'll know that there's a an event i sort of i look forward to it every year basically it happens at sort of the third week of january every year and it involves a clock been following this since it's about 2020 actually um well they, they got it wildly wrong in 2020 basically have you ever heard of the doomsday clock if you listen to this show for a couple of years you will it's the clock that determines how close the human race are to our own demise you know the end of humanity the end of the world and some atomic scientists came up with this. I think it was in the 1950s or 1960s. Oh, 1947, sorry, is when it was invented. Um, sort of the context of the Cold War, the Russians, nuclear weapons, when they wanted to keep track of, you know, how in danger humanity really is. And, you know, it was it was pretty close to midnight in, like, the 60s. You have the Cuban Missile Crisis, when everybody thought that the, the Russians might pop off a nuke. Uh, they didn't. Um, and, you know, we're still here, which is nice. And then it's sort of, you know, it's fluctuated throughout the years. But in recent years, it has been alarmingly close to midnight, they call it, for quite a while now. So midnight is the end of the world. And the closer the time is on the uh, the doomsday clock to midnight, the closer we are to the destruction of humanity. Um, I mean, they're not very optimistic, to be honest, because this clock only starts at like quarter two, so... If, you know, if we're really safe, it'd be like, you know, 10 past. But no, the the least in danger we could ever be is quarter to midnight. Um, but they've just set it for the next 12 months and they've done the big, the big unveil. And I can tell you that the time on the Doomsday Clock is 100 seconds to midnight. That's 100 seconds to midnight, also known as... Uh, 11 58 and 20 seconds um we're, we're pretty close really it's not good news that it's this close to the end of the world but there is some some good news we can take from it that good news is that it's not any closer than it was in january 2021 so at least at least there's that can we can we take some joy from that I suppose we can um we're not any closer but we're not any further away either um this is i mean this is unfortunate uh, in 20 in 2020 it was also 100 seconds so what they're saying is we are no no further away from destruction than we were at the start of the year when there was literally a global pandemic i mean they didn't see that one coming to be fair but there was that then there was the hot. do you remember when we thought we might go to war with north korea what year was that that was that was pretty close and now look two years into a pandemic russia might be doing some dodgy things in ukraine and it's all a bit scary and therefore once again 100 seconds to midnight um it's no further away so that is the doomsday clock news for a saturday afternoon just to cheer you up a little we're only 100 seconds away from the end of everything But at least it's not got any closer. This is Avril Lavigne, Black Bear. Love it when you hate me. Avril Lavigne! What a treat. That was love it when you hate me. It's like she's not been away. It's like the exact same music she would have been making 20 years ago. And I love her for it. Brilliant. Uh, I'm Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. Hope all is good. It's a Saturday. It's sort of nearly-ish 4 o'clock which means it's time to have a lovely little Saturday afternoon game of What's Going On? How this works. I play you a clip. The clip is confusing and misleading and chaotic and has absolutely zero context attached. I don't tell you what it is, I just play it to you. You get to hear it a few times and then you have to guess what is happening in that clip based on what you can hear and nothing else it's a, it's a it's a skill it really is i don't like to make it too easy for you so this this requires well i guess r- logic and reasoning you need to have a bit of imagination about you because otherwise how can you fabricate a story from just a few seconds of audio and you've got to be creative and ideally quite funny and the game the aim of this game is not to get the right answer really i mean you can if you want but that's that's kind of by the by the purpose of what's going on is just to keep ourselves entertained, to pass the time, to have a bit of a laugh, and discover some weird clips that exist on the internet, basically. So you know, don't try too hard to get the answer right, just have some fun with it and we'll see what we get. Are you ready to hear the clip for today's What's Going On for the first time? Let's do it.
0: Now we're starting to experience, unfortunately, in freeze-thaw, we see this, water main breaks.
2: Oh, oh, my oh, my I... oh that's so dramatic it's all it's all normal it's all fine there's a man an american man talking about something that actually sounds quite boring to be honest he's he's doing his thing he's having a chat then there's there's a bit of i don't really know what it is there are some noises it's it doesn't sound like anything particularly shocking or scary because some slightly weird noises and you hear someone go oh my oh my oh my god i and then it stops it stops at the I. so what was she gonna say what what was the rest of that sentence going to be we don't know that's what what's going on is all about so what's happening what is that why is there a man why is there like a woman's voice why does the man stop talking why is there a weird noise all of these questions are yours to answer this is what's going on. This is how it works. Now you've heard the clip, I'll tell you how you can get involved. My number, send us the text, is 07807 That's 07807 You can email station at and it'll get through to me. Or if you want to get me on Instagram or Twitter, it is at WizRadio on there. What is happening in this clip right here?
0: Now we're starting to experience, unfortunately, in freeze-thaw, we see this, water main breaks.
2: It's weird. It's very confusing. The man's just talking and then there's something, it's like two different clips. What is going on there? If you think you know, get involved, have a go at what's going on this afternoon. The more the merrier. You don't have to be right, you just have to have a laugh. 07807 183. Five three That is how What's Going On works. I'll give you the answer before the end of the show, uh, which is at five o'clock. On the way after four, uh, I've got a game for you. The game is called Crash Bang Wallop. I was going to try and come up with a better name, but I, I didn't have time. That's on the way. Also news on buffets and something really quite inappropriate to discuss in January. All the details coming and Hosier and Fireboy as well after the news.
0: I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio.
2: Hosier. That's nice to hear again. Hosier, someone new. And before that, Fireboy DML, Ed Sheeran with Peru. This is Wizard Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Alec Feldman. Hi. Hope all is good. Music coming up in the next 20 minutes or so from Pink Pantheress and Ian Dior and Kanye West as well. Um, now a I was reading earlier that arnold schwarzenegger the actor and american politician who was in terminator and all that stuff he's had a car crash in la uh not like a, a, a really bad one i mean apparently the crash wasn't terrible but you know no one was really hurt i think just one person had some minor injury so it's all it's all it's, you know they're all fine it's all good um but it's weird i feel like this month there's just something about it Well, this this time of the year I don't know what it is where people seem to have car crashes and that sounds like a weird statement to make but think about it this happens to Arnold Schwarzenegger almost exactly three years to the day after Prince Philip had his very famous car crash that I remember I think I did a whole show about at the time or at least an hour of the show um that was t- the 17th of January 2019 that happened um Obviously, Prince Philip, very sadly, no longer uh, with us. But uh, at the time when this incident happened, and I dedicated a large portion of the show to the coverage, I did create a sort of a Crime Watcher style reconstruction of what happened. So, just to refresh your memory, here is what happened well, what we think happened when Prince Philip had his car accident three years ago. You <sighs> just need to pull out. But I'm oh no, I'm dazzled by the sun. Ah! oh no my car's rolling over uh, anyway uh, i don't really know why i played i just, just felt like bringing it back my point being this week is cursed this is the week that famous people have car crashes the third week of january if you're famous don't get any car walk take the bus it's not worth it clearly but anyway um i was thinking about the the great tradition of the celebrity car accident there's always you know they always happen they always make the press and then usually shortly after depending on quite how severe it was the person involved will always issue some kind of a like a statement being like oh no i'm, I'm so sorry i'm really sorry um i'm so glad no one was hurt and all that kind of stuff and so i thought i'd compile a few of the i guess the excuses the explanations Given by famous people who have been involved in car accidents. Are we actually doing this? This is actually happening. Isn't it. This isn't a fever dream. I've put together a list of all these statements, and I want you and James can be the test dummy as well to try and guess which famous person it is. Hi, James.
1: This sounds very dangerous.
2: It does a bit, doesn't it? I'm, yeah. I'm sort of losing confidence in my own idea quite <laughs> rapidly.
1: I do love the um, car crash reenactment, though. You do a great Prince Philip impression. In fact, wait a second. Let's just have a second of silence. That's an even better Prince Philip reenactment.
2: You, <laughs> your joke, not mine. My I'd joke like to not distance yours. myself from your <laughs> remarks, please. And thank you. Um, anyway back to this game I'm calling it Crash Bang Wallop I was going to try and think of a a better name like a cold hard crash or dirty crash but um, here we are I've got all the excuses that famous people who've been involved in this is the important bit non-fatal car crashes Mm -hmm. um, and you have to guess which famous person said what okay are you ready I'm ready this is the first statement um, from a famous person who was in a car accident it's been a really difficult time and I'm incredibly sorry for my actions. I'm sincerely grateful nobody was hurt. Who's that? I mean, th- there's not a lot to go. No. To go by. Not really. Well, you know, it's been a difficult time for them, and they're they're sorry, and they Could I, Could you, you give hurt. me a clue? Um, this is fairly recent.
1: As in. The past couple of months
2: yeah yeah
1: there's only one actually one celebrity but i don't know if you would choose them and i don't know if they really meet the modern day description of a celebrity <laughs> um, i don't think Possibly they've not. ever been in a list with arnold schwarzenegger and prince philip before
2: <laughs> who do you think it is
1: the only person british as well that i know who's been in a car crash recently ish in the past few months or spoke about in the past few months is Katie Price.
2: And you would be correct. Woo! <laughs> Bang on. Yeah, she's she's sorry and she's grateful nobody was hurt. Um her words. Right there. Um so well done, one for one. Next the next statement. <clears throat> okay. High standards are expected of me. I expect them of myself. I've let myself down. I let a lot of people down. And for that, I'm truly sorry. I'd like to apologise to everybody involved in the crash, and I'm thankful no one was seriously hurt. There's a, there's a theme here. They're always thankful nobody was hurt. Um,
1: I mean, it sounds like somebody who's in a situation where, like, I'd almost, my, my mind
2: goes to, like, a member of the royal family. Uh because, well, no, the royal motto is never complain, never explain, never apologize. Ah uh, so. yes, true. But you know that that whole
1: the big thing that stands out to me is high standards are expected of me or something. Mmm. So it's like I mean, somebody who's in a position whereby they might have that expectation.
2: Yes. Yes. Not royalty, but maybe not far off.
1: Not royalty, but
2: not so like a national treasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh god. Who are the National Treasures? British National Treasure. Yeah, yeah. These are all British. Okay, I'm going to make a guess Mm -hmm. based on no proper information ever. But whenever somebody says British National Treasure, for Mm. some reason, there's only one person I think of. And this is so out of demographic. Who is it? Joanna Lumley, (laughs) who for those who don't know, which I imagine is most people, is an actress that I think like our parents would know and enjoy. And I think that's why, I think she's like the ultimate national treasure other than like Judi Dench.
2: Okay, it's an interesting guess. It's it's not Joanna Lumley, (sighs) you'll be shocked to hear. She hasn't, to my knowledge, had any major driving-related incidents. It's Ant from Ant and Deck. Oh, okay. Remember that?
1: Yes, I remember. I don't think
2: we could forget it. Yes, No. that's a good one. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. The next one. Um, This was a hugely shameful thing to have done repeatedly. So, karmically, I felt like I had a bill to pay. I went to prison. I paid my bill. So this is someone who actually went to jail for their car incident. But again, nobody was hurt. I should stress that. I think I know this one. Really?
1: Yeah. Now, this is this is like quite an old case, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because, I, I, again, I don't know that much about celebrity car crashes, but I do know a very famous... I think he was British, maybe American, but lived in the UK from like maybe around the time i was born if not before i was born but when this person died if this is who i think it was i did like an entire deep dive on their life on wikipedia oh really so this is the only celebrity i know who's actually gone to prison and then spoken about it for a car crash i think this is in line in my mind with my giant anomaly guess so don't laugh if i've got it wrong is it george michael
2: (gasps) yes it's george michael thank you thank you he crashed his car at very low speed i think at a snappy snaps a branch of snappy snaps in hampstead yeah yeah and i know this because
1: every time i'm in hampstead i I reference this incident (laughs) because (laughs) i just feel like george michael crashing into a snappy snaps is something that should be taught in like history in school
2: could only ever happen in this country exactly I feel so proud of our, our nation but yeah he went to he didn't go to jail for um actually crashing into the snappy snaps I think he was on drugs at the time so there we go that's what he went to jail for next one I came out of my street turned right saw quite a large ginger cat I was like oh no a cat rather than killing the cat I drove into a car the car that I hit made my car tip over the woman's car is absolutely fine she needs a new wheel arch, which I guess I'm paying for people were like, you can't have been doing 15 miles per hour. I was. That's how embarrassing this was. Whose car crash is that? Okay, this is
1: obviously someone who cares about animals.
2: Animal lover, yeah.
1: And someone who's like a bit of a almost like sarcastic. Hmm. I don't know if this person has ever been in a car crash. And I, I think this is being tainted by the hamstered conversation we just had because i think this person lives in hampstead
2: is it ricky gervais oh no it's not ricky gervais but the person it is probably does live in hampstead or at least somewhere near definitely has an n postcode oh any further guesses i just don't know like i would say like
1: joe Lysert. it sounds like the sort of thing he would do <laughs> <laughs> or like yeah. a james a caster
2: Again, interesting guess, but no, it was actually Nick Grimshaw.
1: Oh, he has no business trying to be that funny.
2: (laughs) Yeah, crashed his car, flipped it up, massive Mercedes G-Wagon by trying to avoid a cat. And finally, on Crash Bang Wallops slash um, Crash for Cash or whatever Mm -hmm. we're playing, I'd just been stuffing my face with a load of jacket potatoes and I felt sick. So I opened my car door to be sick. Instead of putting my foot on the brake, I put it on the accelerator and it flew back. (laughs) I must have hit four or five parked cars. It must have thrown me out of the car.
1: Jesus.
2: Okay, I don't know,
1: but... And this is really unfair for me to say. I, I'm going to say... um, uh, What's his name? Peter Kay, the comedian. Because he's the only person I can think of that would make a joke out of... I st- was stuffing my face with jacket potatoes. Multiple jacket potatoes.
2: It could not be further from Peter Kay. It's actually um, from the band East 17, who had a Christmas Brian Harvey Stay another day. Brian Harvey talking about the time he ran himself over.
1: Yeah. Um, oh God. I remember when I heard about that about five and a half years ago, even though it happened way before. That's uh that's a very famous kind of car accident. It's how you it run someone over? But I want to know how he was eating I, like infamously some could say i have a jacket potato for lunch every saturday you do i couldn't have multiple jacket potatoes
2: i mean look i i can't understand the life of brian harvey if i had a christmas song that was paying my mortgage for the rest of my life maybe i'd just gorge on jacket potatoes to pass the time i couldn't say is he still alive oh yeah
1: I always assumed he was dead. I don't know. I assumed he died in the car crash, actually.
2: <laughs> no, I'm did. learning a lot he today. He did survive and live to tell the tale of running himself over with his But Anyway, that was, that was the Celebrity Car Crash game. Crash Bang Wallop. I hope you had fun. Uh, some might say it was in poor taste. I disagree. This is Pink Pantheress and Reason. It's Wizard Radio. <laughs> Wizard Radio. That was Pink Pantheress and Reason. I'm Alec Feldman. Um... And before that, you heard our game based on celebrity car crashes. (laughs) Only on this show would you get something that bizarre. Anyway, from car crashes to sushi. Did you hear about this woman that went to hospital because she went to an all-you-can-eat sushi buffet? Um, She wanted to get her money's worth because that is expensive. It cost £37. And um, she went to this restaurant and tried to get a lot of food. She ate 32 sushi rolls to get her money's worth. And um, apparently this wasn't a very good idea because she had severe stomach pain and had to go to hospital with gastroesophageal reflux disease. I don't know what that means, but um, it didn't go very well for her and she ended up in hospital. Now, I I think she's weak. I have no time for this because... I have experience doing this and so too do a lot of my friends because if, if like me and a lot of people I know you grew up in, in North West London, right? You'd be aware of a restaurant called Sushi Mania. We love Sushi Mania. It's, it's sushi and it has an all you can eat offer. And when we were sort of teenagers, nothing brought us more joy of a weekend or a Friday or a school holiday than going to Sushi Mania and trying to beat the all you can eat because otherwise it's just ridiculously expensive but if you order the right things in the right quantities you can and do get your money's worth and this was a skill I I perfected over the years I got good at you know knowing what you know the high ticket items that you can get that bump up the sort of the total value of what you've ordered I worked out you know where to find that extra bit of room just to fully get your money's worth get that one last thing that takes you over the line I got really good at this all my friends did we, we were all at it We all knew how to beat the all-you-can-eat at Sushi Mania. And the fact that this... What's her name? Danielle Shapiro. Pfft, Danielle. Weak. Can't even beat an all-you-can-eat sushi buffet. You think think you're all that? You're not. We were all at this for years. And we were fine. So stop being a a little complainer. Get out of hospital. Go back to that all-you-can-eat. Do it all again until it stops hurting. That is my... Advice. Uh, obviously, I was not encouraged um, irresponsible and unhealthy eating like that. But I'm just saying I don't. I don't think she's quite as skilled at it as as me and my mates were. That's all. That's all. That's my take on the matter. Um, right. Coming up next something i'm a bit scared to talk about because it's the 22nd of january and i think this is stupidly inappropriate but we're going to give it a go and see what happens i'll tell you exactly what i want to talk about after ian Dior, travis barker and machine gun kelly thought it was wizard radio ian Dior, travis barker machine gun kelly thought it, like thought it was on wizard radio i'm alec feldman hi hope all is good coming up kanye west junior Choi, and charlie Puth as well um so i've been teasing this all show as something that is wildly inappropriate to talk about on the 22nd of january 2022 so okay here goes are you ready i want to write a christmas song (laughs) yeah i know christmas has just happened and it was less than a month away and everyone's sick of it and it's not coming around again for another 11 months and you know you should probably shut up about it but i do want to write a christmas song i've decided It's my goal for the year to write a Christmas song. Um, And if you want to write a good Christmas song, you know, you can't write it in December. It's too late by then. You need to start planning now, basically a year in advance. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start writing a Christmas song on the 22nd of January. Uh, The reason being, the sort of the, the epiphany that's led me to this conclusion. You know the film about a boy? The best bit of that film for me is the bit right at the beginning where the guy played by Hugh Grant is just living his life, um, living in his big house in a very desirable postcode of North London. Um, You know, no, no wife, no kids, no family, nothing like that. Just him and lots and lots of money and no job because he doesn't need a job because he can afford to live off the royalties of a Christmas song that, I mean, he didn't even write the song. His dad wrote the song. And he just lives off all of the royalties from that song forever. And to me, that just seems like a brilliant life. Not having to work, getting loads of money every year, like a guaranteed income on a yearly basis for a song that is wildly popular, that was, you know, probably 10 minutes work. 10 minutes work can set you up for life. And that's what I'm all about. In 2022, you know, um, an old friend of mine used to say, don't work hard, work smart. And to me that means, try and make as much money as possible, in as little time as possible. Um, that's, that's probably what I would quite like to be doing this year, if I'm a little bit lazy, basically. So if I could become like a, a tech billionaire, okay, that'd be nice, but it does involve work. I could win the lottery, but I don't really have much say in that, and it costs money to play. Bad idea. Um, but, writing a Christmas song, that does seem like a very, very good investment. Because you write it, say so you write it in ten minutes. Maybe you know if you want to make it good, few few days, few weeks, few months, whatever. Then once it's gone, once it's out there, if that song is successful, you know it will get played on the radio, on TV, on Spotify, every single December, forever. Nozzy Holder wrote the song "Merry Christmas Everyone" by Slade. Millionaire makes millions on a yearly basis. Genius, and so that's why in January. I've decided I want to write a Christmas song. Getting in early, getting ready in lots of time. Um, but here's the thing. Like I said, I'm lazy. I work smart, not hard. Um, I want to make this song, but I don't really know anything about writing songs or Christmas songs. I do have my B in Music GCSE, and that's about it. So I'd like a bit of help, please. Not, not a lot of help, you know. Not so much help that you could in the future sue me for my royalties. Just, just a little bit of help to tick off all the, the, like, the cliches, because if I want the song to be successful, it's got to tick all the boxes of what a Christmas song should be. And so you sort of need to reference all of the cliches, don't you? Like, I don't know, mistletoe and wine and Christmas trees and bells and all that stuff that sort of comes up in a Christmas song. I'll need to tick off the list. So I'll just need help basically compiling a list. Maybe if you want to suggest some lyrics, you can do that too. I am willing to negotiate a cut of the PRS, which is like the money you get every time your song's played somewhere. If you want, you know, if you want a writing credit, I can provide that. You know, I don't want any expensive lawsuits, but I would like some help. So what I want from you this afternoon, just all the cliched lines that you might expect to find in a Christmas song. Yes, I know it's January. Can you please send them to me on 07807 183 538. That's 07807 183 You can tweet me at WizRadio or you can email station at wizardradio.co.uk What cliches from Christmas songs do I need to include in my Christmas song to make sure that it's hugely successful and pays for a very nice lifestyle for the rest of my life? Thanks very much in advance for your help. Like I said, I am willing to negotiate. (laughs) And yes, for the last time, I am aware that it's January. Thank you. Uh, we'll, We'll go through some of those in a bit. Coming up, also, Junior Choi, after this new song from Kanye West and The Game. Now, The Game was big in the game, you could say, in sort of the noughties. Not really heard a lot from them since, though, just to bring you up to speed and remind you who The Game is, I've looked into their backstory and their past, found out a lot, and I've condensed it all into just 60 seconds. Here's my 60 second guide Alex, totally accurate,
0: definitely not made up 60 second guide.
2: The game is the most annoying thing in the world. As soon as you hear about the game, you're playing the game. There is no way to stop playing the game. It goes on forever. I myself have been playing the game for at least 11 years now. The premise of the game is very simple. You must forget you're playing the game. As soon as you remember you're playing the game, you immediately lose the game and must announce this by stating, I lost the game. By doing so, you may inadvertently cause others around you to also lose the game. That's just an unfortunate part of the gameplay. After this, you then have 15 minutes to forget about the game before you can lose the game again. There's no way to win the game and it never ends unless the Prime Minister of the UK, currently Boris Johnson, for now, goes on TV and states, The game is up. This song, currently, uh, the song by Kanye West, is simply a way to ensure that every time it gets played on the radio, everyone loses the game. That's the game in 60 seconds. I've lost the game.
0: Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. Junior Choi and
2: To The Moon
0: on Wizard Radio.
2: Uh, I think that's a song that's blowing up on TikTok. Before that, the game, Canyon West was easy. Uh, you're still within your 15-minute um, grace period for losing the game, by the way. Just, just putting that one out there. Charlie Pooth is next, and I'll play Sam Fender before Miles is on at 5 o'clock. I'm Alec Feldman, and I'm writing a Christmas song. Even though it's it's January, but... You've got to start these things early, you know, I've got to do it plenty of time. I don't want to rush it in October or November and then miss out because I want to get this done soon. Because the sooner I get it done and released and, you know, sung by a really famous pop star and then make loads of money off it, the sooner I can retire from all activity and just do stuff I want. And that'd be great. Live the life like a Hugh Grant's character in About a Boy obviously I am insanely musically talented as you'll know if you've ever heard the occasions I get my keyboard out on the show um you know I've got lots of musical skills I've got a B in music GCSE and I think that does qualify me to write what will eventually become a classic Christmas song so uh, with that in mind I do need a bit of help just in working out all the, like, the cliches that you have to include in, a, like, a successful Christmas song to make it a successful Christmas song. Um, I haven't got a lot of ideas at the moment, which is why I'm sort of harvesting yours. But like I said, we can talk writing credits later down the line if we need to. Uh, Charlie says, I don't know much about... Oh. <laughs> I'm just actually broken my microphone, never mind. I don't know much about Music Alex. but one thing I know about Christmas songs is that you need to have lots of bells in them. Bells are basically a thing that dif- differentiate a Christmas song from a non-Christmas song. So make sure you pack your song full of them. One second. need to fix that. Okay, good. I accidentally pulled it out of its, its holder. Yes. Sorry. But yeah, you're right, Charlie. Bells bells are the thing you need. Just, you know, gently. Like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. I c- I'm sure my keyboard has a setting for-, for bells, so we can do that. That'll be absolutely fine. Um, yeah, Good. Uh, Yes, definitely need bells. That's a good cliche to tick off. Daisy says, I feel like the upbeat older Christmas songs, they always start a bit impromptu. Like they start with someone laughing or the instruments just appear. None of this overly thought through opening or anything like that. The Slade song, I'm pretty sure, just starts with the laugh or something like that. Like they almost didn't know it was being recorded. Slade, yes. I think that one starts with Noddy Holder going, it's Christmas. So what I need, what you're saying, Daisy, I need a catchphrase in this song like a sort of a line that people will quote forever and i can then charge to say when i make appearances which noddy holder is actually rumored to do you know like you can interview him fine but if you want him to do the it's christmas that'll cost you an extra 100 quid fact i don't know if that is a fact it's just a rumor i've heard um but yeah okay so it just a start no big intro just just appearing okay yeah I'll I'll, I'll think about that when I'm writing it. Uh, Ariane says, it depends what sort of Christmas song you want to do. Do you want like an upbeat, fun for all the family Christmas song? Or, uh, you know, like the one that Elton John and Ed Sheeran released this year. Uh, Ariane says, I think they failed, (laughs) in my opinion. Or, do you want to go for something even easier? A depressed version of an 80s pop song. Find a really famous pop song from the 80s, strip the fun out of it, and then put it on a piano, turn it into a ballad, get some strings, and a depressed teenager singing it. Boom. Money. It's not a bad idea like um, Mabel did with Time After Time. <laughs> or was it, was it Gabrielle Applin who did that to the power of... Actually, no, the power of love is pretty miserable anyway. Um, yeah, that, no, that's not a bad idea. But then if I do that, Ariane, it gets complicated. There are, you know, you need permission. There are publishing rights. There are, there are all sorts of songwriting credits that you need to give on those songs that mean you know you have to give other people quite a big cut and i don't want that i want to keep it nice and straightforward my work with a bit of your work stolen uh and that that's it the singer the writer the musicians only people who get the money not like paying to use somebody else's song that'll just get expensive and complicated uh josh says so many christmas songs are about either driving home to see a loved one or cold nights I always feel sorry for people even in hot countries during Christmas. Where are the Christmas songs for them? That's true. You're right, if you're on Australia, none of these Christmas songs will mean anything to you. You'll want a like, I don't know, steel pans on your Christmas songs and drums and summer vibes. Um, so yeah, maybe, so you're saying, I should do a Christmas song for Australia where it's really sunny at Christmas because they, you know, the usual ones they can't relate to. That's actually not a bad idea, you know, because the Christmas songs market in the UK is pretty crowded, you know, all the usual suspects, all the new people trying to get a look in. But in Australia, completely a different kettle of fish. The only song they can listen to is Have a Cheeky Christmas by the Cheeky Girls. You wouldn't wish that on anyone. Okay, I think I'm onto something here. Thank you, Josh. But i write a christmas song for an australian audience and then ho, 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 ho bob's your uncle mate and i'll be i'll be rolling in it by next christmas well christmas after that christmas 2023 it's going to be a good one i can feel it now thank you for your help i'll make a note of all of this so that my lawyers can use it in evidence in the eventual court case when you do sue me in many years to come i'll look forward to that <laughs> see you in court charlie pooth now this is light switch on wizard radio New Charlie Puth on Wizard Radio. It's called Light Switch. Maybe I could do a Christmas song about Light Switch. That'd be a good idea. Anyway, um, show's nearly over, haven't got long. So we'd better crack on with, What's going on? Your clip on what's going on this week sounded a little bit like this.
0: Now we're starting to experience, unfortunately in freeze-thaw, we see this, water main breaks.
2: So, there's just, there's a man, an American man, talking. And then he stops talking, and all of a sudden you hear a a bit of sort of rustling. And a woman going, oh my god, oh my god, I... But then it doesn't continue. What does she say? What happens? Got your answers. Let's go through some of them and see if anybody's come vaguely close. And Isabella, hello, thanks for playing, says, I don't understand what the guy at the start of the clip is saying. I think he's some sort of news reporter reporting outside in the cold. I don't know why I think it's cold. It just sounds cold. Uh, The big accident, I think, is a woman who's skiing. Then, she falls over and crashes into the news reporter. Imagine it. He stood there, reporting on the weather or something. And then, she just glides in and crashes into him. That's what I think that clip contains. Well, there are some some grains of truth. Uh, Right. It is a news reporter. And there is someone reporting outside. But, it's not the person reporting outside who is the victim of some kind of crash but there is some kind of crash so uh, nice work on that sort of sussing it out there's news reporting and crashing involved but not on a ski resort <laughs> i haven't seen many news reports live from a ski slope for that exact reason it sounds quite dangerous oliver says i don't know why i think this But I think this week's What's Going On involves a woman walking a pet over some frozen ice. You know how in rural America, when it's really cold in the winter, all the lakes freeze over, you can just walk over it like it's solid land? This is someone talking into a camera about how the lake is frozen over. There's a woman walking a pet in the background. Before you know it, the ice breaks. The woman and her pet both fall in the water. Ooh. That's dangerous. That's not good. Um, it's, it's not correct, but again, it does involve someone talking to camera and then something happening, but there are no, like, third parties involved. There are no dog walkers who fall into a frozen lake because that sounds deeply unpleasant. Um, so it's not that. There's no pet walking involved, but again, it's America, and it's like a news report. Harry says, I recognised something in this clip. This is a news reporter talking about how, because it's got so cold, There's a freeze thaw with all the water freezing up and becoming very slippery and dangerous. I learned about this in science. I think what happens next is meant to be ironic because after that, someone does actually slip on the ice and hurt themselves. Okay. This is interesting information, actually, because I didn't have a clue what that news reporter was on about. It didn't really make much sense to me. So it's quite good that Harry's been able to provide that context, that they're reporting on some, like, freak cold weather um again everybody's sort of managed to put together little pieces of this puzzle nobody's got it exactly right but again everybody's come sort of close the actual reality i think will surprise you a little bit so it does involve a news reporter it does involve the cold it does involve someone walking um or reporting outside and it does involve a crash i'll let the actual clip do the rest of the explanation
0: now we're starting to experience, unfortunately, in freeze-thaw, we see this, water main breaks. Oh
2: my, oh my god! I got hit by a car, but I'm okay. I just got hit by a car, but I'm well, okay, Tim. That's the first um, for I'm I'm okay. on TV, Jory.
0: We're all good. Are you okay? I'm okay. Yeah, you know, that's live TV for you. It's all good. I actually got hit by a car in college, too, just like that. Wow. I am so glad I'm okay.
2: So the reporter who's live on location doing like a camera piece with that guy in the studio gets hit by a car live on TV. That's what happened. But the weirdest thing about that to me, and if you've seen the video, you'll see why this is weird. The main guy, the news anchor in the studio sees her get hit by a car. He doesn't, his face just doesn't change. He doesn't like look shocked or surprised. He's not like, oh my God, is she okay? Cut the cameras. He's just like, ah. and and has a completely neutral face expression it's very weird thankfully she was fine but yeah a car just comes out of nowhere and goes straight into the back of her whilst she's reporting live on tv and she was fine which is incredible given the speed that it hit her but that's what this week's what's going on is nobody correctly guessed that it's someone being hit by a car live on tv because why would you but again some good effort so thanks everyone for getting involved had a lot of fun Back on next Friday with the weekly mixtape at 3 o'clock. This show is obviously back on Saturday, 3 till 5. And if you've missed anything and you want to hear it again, Alec Feldman, the podcast, is available wherever you get your podcasts from. It's the whole show, but without the, the songs and stuff. Check it out. Subscribe. You I'm back next week. Miles is coming up next, and we'll finish with
0: Sam Fender's this spit of you on Wizard Radio. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun.